0: Welcome to The Weird Arts House Presents, Episode 5, Why Weird, with your host, Karen L. Tackett, and special guest, Sydney Love. Hello and welcome to The Weird Arts House Presents. I am your host, Karen L. Tackett, and I am so excited... About this episode's theme, um, which is actually just to talk about the Weird Arts House programming and what's new and happening and in development uh, with our creative projects. So the, the newest and most exciting development, or one of them... Uh, for the Weird Arts House right now is that we have a new member t- uh, to add to our creative team that I'm really excited to introduce you to. Um, and we have a lot of interesting parallels uh, going on in our lives. I'm so excited we were brought together. Her name is Sydney Love. Say hi! Hi! Yay! To all of our listener. Get it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know who's listening, who knows? But Probably um, my mom
1: for this one, you know? We love you,
0: Sydney's mom, <laughs> and we love you, my mom. I She might not even be listening, but anyways, um, I'm so excited to bring you, Sydney, to our team, and uh, the first thing I kind of want to do is just let you go and talk about yourself and maybe give us a little bit of your background, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your upbringing and your interests, where you went to school. Um, where you're going to school now, what your major is, what your favorite color is, anything you really feel like um, adding, and then I'll jump in here and there. Sure.
1: So my name is Sydney Love. I use the She Series for pronouns. I'm from Topsfield, Massachusetts, and I graduated from Masco in 2019.
0: So, yeah. Me too. I'm just kidding. 1994. That was my year. Anyway,
1: keep really? going. Yes, it was, but
0: we both graduated from Masco. I know. Go Chieftains? Yes. Go Chieftains. Yes, yes. Do you guys still have a Papoose? Do you guys have still have Chief Masco and the Papoose? No. As a... As a uh, I bet you don't. <laughs> no.
1: We, ha- we have an Arrowhead as our logo now. You do? Yeah, with an M in the middle.
0: Far cooler than my it's, days. It's fierce. Yeah, know. yeah, it is. I really like that. That's very cool. Anyways, I've already interrupted. Yeah. I was wondering how long you were going to get before I jumped in. Keep going. Okay,
1: so, hey, so when I was a kid, I really loved um, to read, mm-hmm. and I loved playing outside with my sisters. And after I graduated Masco, I started attending school at Northeastern University in Woo-hoo. Boston, where I am currently trying to create my own combined major of yes. theater and writing. Awesome. That's Fantastic.
0: And so funny because I was uh, when I went to Emerson College, I was a musical theater major, but I was a minor in writing and I did not have that sort of scope where I thought I'll just create my own major. I'll just make it myself, which is really funny. I didn't think that you could do that with college. Good for you.
1: Right. Normally you can't, except (laughs) that with my experience at Masco. I kind of got used to just creating things for myself and nice. I was part of the, the group of kids that got, um, Masco a theater department, like Rachel Fergwelli, the teacher, mm-hmm. um, to come in. And so it was kind of cool to see if you really put your heart into something and show people that you're dedicated to your interests, that it will be worth it. You can you know? make it like happen. You can make it happen if you have the drive for it. Absolutely. And I think that like starting that there was really helpful for me and wow. my view in college.
0: That's beautiful that's something that i often i just had this conversation today uh at a zoom meeting that i was having about this cabaret that we're going to be doing to to raise money for the weird arts house and for the 10 elm street foundation and we were talking about how if you're in a community or you're in an environment where you want something to happen or you feel passionately moved to create something or make something manifest and you look around and you don't see it seize that opportunity, you know, fill that void, just go make it happen, you know, and and that, it took me a really long time, I don't know if it took me a long time to do that, but it took me a long time to realize that that was, that that was possible, as far as, you know, beyond childhood, <laughs> that yes. you could do that <laughs> while you were adulting, you can just sort of create your own path in life, and even in theater, um, not to jump ahead too far, because I, I actually just want to... Um, kind of circle back to how we met because, um... Yes. Yeah, but uh, but even in theater, I just want to say in, in the professional realm, I think I when I was acting and contracted to do shows as a performer, there's sort of a, uh, a stereotype where if you're a performer or one of the actors, it's like your job to do the dance monkey dance stuff. You're not supposed to be the person that can figure out how to be a stage manager or mm-hmm. no way you could figure out how to be a company manager, you mm-hmm. know, and, and just you just do the steps and, and say the lines and leave the rest, you know, to... To everybody else. And I think that I allowed myself to fall into a pattern over the years that was like, yeah, that's what I do. And everyone else does. <laughs> everyone else, I just, I just almost ejected my chocolate pie across the room. I was so passionate, but you know, I would actually
1: love to comment on that if I please could. Please do. So <clears throat> when I was deciding what colleges to apply to, I was originally going to go on the pre-med track mm-hmm. and I pivoted last minute um to decide to audition to my schools and there was this was a huge thing yeah um <laughs> between me and my parents because they were very supportive but it is a, a big 180 for your 18 year old to sit sit you down and say so I know that I was going to be a doctor like 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. but actually I want to be an actor and so oh there was gosh. a lot of consideration about BA programs versus BFA so bachelor of arts versus bachelor of fine arts mm-hmm. Um, And eventually, I did decide to go to a Bachelor of Arts program at Northeastern. So, while I am concentrating on acting, I also take classes on stage management, on design. I um, work-studied in the costume shop. So, I worked on costume construction and got to work with um, three different designers. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I honestly, while I was worried about the BA experience at first, because I was like, oh, am I not going to be as good as an actor? Mm -hmm. I think that it makes me... More r- well-rounded, in absolutely, life, and like more able to just kind of like jump in wherever I'm needed instead of just being like I'll wait until I need to see it until my line. it's my
0: time. Yeah, to you go. know, absolutely. I I don't think it was until, and this is my fault. You know, it's not because of anyone else saying this is the way it is. You know, it mm-hmm. was. It wasn't until I became the head of a theater department at a conservatory, and it was actually up to me. <laughs> you know, to create the curricula, teach the curricula, decide what performances were happening, and really have that scope of the entire, of every element of mm-hmm. theater. And and there's so much, like, creative energy in that. There's mm-hmm. To be able to look at it from that perspective, from the bird's eye view, and how all the pieces work and how they go together, it's, um, I think it's probably one of the most rewarding aspects of um, working in the arts. And I, I feel like it didn't awaken in me until after I left like Broadway and moved away from New York city and was teaching students, you know? And mm-hmm. then it was like, Oh my gosh, there's so much, there's, there's so much more to learn, you know, even there's, it's yeah. endless, you know, there,
1: there is so much to learn and there's so <clears> much <throat> that can be applied to not just theater. Like you <sighs> can, you can go into theater and learn Excellent organizational skills Mm -hmm. and learn how to really use Microsoft Office the way it's meant to be. Or just like, um, I feel like a lot of people assume that theater is one thing, but in reality, it's a merge of all these different disciplines, all these different art forms. Absolutely. And the collaboration at the end of the day of a group of different artists Mm -hmm. and that make one thing absolutely so it's like
0: teamwork yeah yeah. being able to work in with multiple different personalities and and still Mm -hmm. you know co-create something and also those lines crossing is something that i really have enjoyed experiencing when you get to work on a production from the ground up we just dove right into like theater and production forget the background okay i'm I'm fine fine (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um when you're when you're embracing a production from the ground up and you're one of the creative team it's really amazing how those lines blur mm-hmm. and you really have to have that trust and that patience and that openness and you have to sort of be able to check that ego a little bit to be able to, I, for example, if I wrote the piece but there was a an orchestrator and a designer and a director and a, and a sound engineer and and all of these people weighing in on on the overall picture it suddenly isn't just your show anymore it's not just your creation it's like everyone's putting their creative energy and their thoughts and their inspiration and you have to be able to let it go and let it take a different shape and let it live its own life it's almost like you know letting your child go
1: (laughs) you guys can't see what i'm doing but i'm touching my heart and that means that i (laughs) that i agree because it is you can give um give such a part of yourself to your work, especially in writing or mm-hmm. in acting. You're like, this is me. This script is me. What I'm doing on stage is me. And um, because you are trying so hard and you are giving your full self to that, and I think it's a real learning curve when it comes to, I created this. This is not me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know? Yeah. Because that is just as valuable. It is. Like, um, And it's hard to like shift that thinking. Mm-hmm. But it really is definitely something that I'm still learning. Um, Yeah. But I'm working with my friend on her, one of the scripts that she's developing. Mm -hmm. And we're like balancing that too because it's a script about sexual assault. And she's a sexual assault survivor. And Mm -hmm. so she's like, how much of this do I want to keep authentic? How much do I want to. Remove myself. Like how? How can we get the message across? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a fine line to walk. It is, and it's so important to use the
0: arts to get that message across because those are things, sexual assault, um, topics that, societally, we are conditioned to avoid Mm -hmm. in everyday conversation. That those are. That's when it becomes the artist's responsibility almost to to shed light on those things, and then it becomes a very very delicate question of how um and because a lot of what i see you know particularly with Mm -hmm. the last year and a half when we've had the pandemic and we've had a lot of um protests and and riots and uh and the like you know when i look at those things and i look at the conversations that people are having on social media are they conversations or are people just yelling at each other and saying you know speak up sit down talk, don't talk, okay, talk, but don't say that, you know, and, and it becomes um, a lesson in how to have a conversation and how to listen, and what is the to what end do we want to have these conversations? What is the result desired? Is the result desired that we all somehow walk away learning something, that we all open ourselves up to understanding another person's perspective or experience, or is the end result, is the end desire that you just get your point across, and then it's your way. Because I think that when you present a piece Mm -hmm. and you confront people with something as difficult to stomach sometimes as something like sexual assault, rape, racism, uh, political agenda and propaganda, uh, classist society, uh, you know, pandemics, (laughs) the whole thing. When you want to address those things and when you want to confront people... I know that I don't learn well when someone is beating something over my head mm-hmm. or trying to teach it to me looking down their nose at me or making me feel ashamed that I don't know it already. There's, there's a way to be inclusive. There's a way to meet people where they are. And I think that when you take that into consideration when you're creating your art, when you were talking to me about your friend's um, productions, I really loved the, the the limitless opportunities that I felt were there for people to connect and receive the information because it wasn't it's not going to be presented in a threatening way and that I enjoy
1: I also believe that theater <clears throat> is the the medium for that because the audience is an integral part of the performance like yeah. they are just as important their mm-hmm. energy is just as important to the actors on stage so. Mm-hmm theater is really about meeting people where they are at mm-hmm. and telling them the story. Like, the, the show is different every single night it, that you do it. Every night. It's living art. Yes. Um, And I think that going to see shows in Boston my first semester was how I really learned to start having discussions around art because me and my classmates would get assigned to go see, like, The Crucible mm. or We Saw Sweat, um, stuff mm. like that. And so we would go with groups of people that we just met. We were freshmen, so... And then you know it was a little awkward in mm-hmm. the theater, and you just sit next to people you don't really know. But then on the <laughs> way back, you start having these conversations. Ugh. So, so what did you think of that scene? Did you notice that they did this with the set? Did you notice how their costumes changed? Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to like cultivate your relationships with these people, but also you start analyzing the work a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then you start applying that analysis to the world in which you live, Ugh. or at least that's what we were doing. Absolutely, and I, I feel was that like, happens. I was like, this is almost as valuable as like my classes right now because mm-hmm. like hearing different people's perspectives and hearing what their experiences what they were bringing to mm-hmm. the table and how what they saw was different than what I saw mm-hmm. it was great and I loved listening to that and especially because I was looking at it from a very like acting standpoint but my good friend is a, is a stage manager she's mm-hmm. a great stage manager and she was like I could hear the calls in my mind and oh, I was like I talking about how organized it was and I was like this is just this is great uh,
0: yeah that's absolutely beautiful and so if,
1: if we can talk about art and the and the, the fundamentals of art the way art is made that could be um, a way that we use language and apply that to topics that are harder to talk about
0: absolutely and I love what you said about the process that that's something with uh, with our sister company forest floor farms that might that's so hard to say forest floor farms, forest floor farms, forest floor farms it's hard yeah I like the name of it but it's hard to say. Um, we talk about um, process over product a lot and not that we don't want a fantastic product mm-hmm. but it is the process that is the most integral integral to the product and and there's this fantastic little sign hanging somewhere around our house that I think Jeremy made that says making the medicine is the medicine. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel. Not just about agriculture. I feel that about when you're creating an artistic piece. It's the creation of it that it's the performance is almost the the you know what happens afterwards. It's almost the what's the word that I'm looking for? Ugh. the results. <laughs> it is definitely with the result. I don't want to say like afterthought or like the I don't know what I'm. There's a it's specific like the culmination word. almost. It is. Yeah. It is, and the process of it is where you know everything if i was going to relate it to to planting a seed you know to planting a seed and then watering it and then letting the roots you know adjust to the soil and then finally it it hits the surface of the air and then finally it starts to grow and then you have to like tend to the growth and then you you have that harvest and 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 it's the harvest is never going to be a plentiful harvest without you know putting that work into the process and I think the process is what's what made me fall in love with theater and I think that I fell in love with the process get ready I'm gonna bring it all the way back to I fell in love with the process at Masconomic Regional High School with the theater department and I'm sorry you gotta give credit where credit is due like I've always loved performing. My family were performers, and and always into music and everything. And I always wanted to do a theater show. And Jean Jarvie was the head of our like uh, theater department, which we wouldn't have had without Donna Murphy. We just had this discussion. Um, she did. <laughs> uh, who is like this, this you know well known. Um, theater sort of living legend in her own right but she speaking of if you see something that's not there you just make it you know yeah. and put it there she's a fine example of that like because at Masken, oh, I, I also
1: created a show choir at masco because there wasn't one i don't know if it's still happening there though. wasn't a show choir no huh. there's one in andover but that's like i by heard about adults. andovers oh yeah i have a lot of friends and that one i'm and like it's...
0: okay glee
1: They're so good. Like, they're
0: competitive. I looked them up and I was like,
1: oh. From start to finish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that what they're called? That's like the, so if we're talking in sports terms, Mm -hmm. that's like the varsity.
0: Oh, really? You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm so excited. I don't know anything about, like, show choir that's so. So,
1: for my senior internship, me and my friend Molly Winship were like, we're creating a show choir. And so she arranged all the music and I choreographed the dances for it. Yeah. So we were like, here we go. Okay. And we ran the Pops concert and all that that year as well. In all of your background that you just
0: shared with us and me, you, you've you now mentioned twice that you've choreographed two different productions, and I don't know what your dance background is.
1: So, here's the <laughs> thing. I took dance classes for like six months, my mm-hmm. sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I I used to watch a lot of bootlegs of mm-hmm. musicals. And I would teach myself the dances from them. Oh my god. Or goodness. I would just dance in my house. Um and so when I when I choreographed a chorus line my senior year, I just kinda made stuff up as I went. And I actually made one of my best friends working on that production because she's She's a real dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a competitive dancer. <laughs> and I would say things, or I would be like, okay, now we're going to do this. And she'd be like, it would actually work a little bit better if you had them do this with their left foot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what's that called? And she would tell me some French word. Awesome. And so now, <laughs> she's actually the one that choreographed Godspell the oh, year after which we Mr. West yes. last year. Yes. And so it's like... I, I learned a lot because you can you can follow your heart. Do what you can, but accept the help when you need the help. Absolutely. Ask for help when you need the help. People will meet you where you're at. Right. And also, People don't be say. afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid.
0: To, and, and that is a credit to Mr. West also. Like, okay, so now we're going <laughs> to yes. have that conversation. Mr.
1: West saying, I know that you don't really dance, like... For real, but I've seen you dance before. But you are so going to in this production. Don't, why don't you choreograph this show? Why don't we discuss what show we're going to do That's next him
0: year? recognizing some, you know... Some quality. Some quality in he, that he didn't think that you had maybe seen in yourself and he that, that he knew that you could do. Actually, this girl, Megan Hessian I think... Um, no, it might have been Jen Masucci. She uh, choreographed a chorus line when it was my turn in, to do it in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the things that she said when Mr. West was retiring, the pandemic made it like sort of made us downgrade and downgrade and downgrade. We were initially going to have this big party Mm for him, yada, yada. And then that was going to be a performance and all this stuff. And then it sort of turned into a video tribute that was going to be sort of live and sort of whatever. And then it just turned into, we're all just going to make this video (laughs) and a bunch of us with photos and some performances and say, we love you. And thank you, Mr. West. It was really amazing how many people from different generations, like, because I got to school, he came to Masco to teach theater when I was there and I was a sophomore, and then he stopped when you were... Yeah, what? the year
1: after I graduated, <clears throat> he stopped.
0: That is amazing. So what an, What a what a journey he had and how cool is it now that you're working for the Weird Arts House and I started the Weird Arts House and we're like bookends of like Mr. West's his, regime. His drama <laughs> career. <laughs> but I'll tell Masco. you something. Talk about innovative. Okay, so yes, Donna Murphy started this, this, this theater department and it was great but I'm just saying when we did Miss Jarvie's musicals and I love you Miss Jarvie I will always love you Miss Jarvie but our casts may have outnumbered our audiences I'm just saying there might be more, might have been more of us on stage than there were people in the audience and then Mr. West came and it was like not only Did he... He wanted to do Godspell, which was unheard of. That was like he was bringing in a whole contemporary theater element to our our theatrical, you know... Sort of our selections We were like, we didn't have that We were like, okay, it's the unsinkable Molly Brown Or it's Give My Regards to Broadway You know, Oklahoma, all that stuff And then he was like, we're going to do Godspell And Little Shop of Horrors and A Chorus Line And, you know, white comedy, black liars And all that stuff And and, and then really push the envelope with a whole AIDS uh, Life and AIDS original thing That we all got to participate in and co-write But one thing that I thought was great about him Was he would He'd say, okay, it's not enough just to do the theatrical thing. We're going to record some commercials, and they're doing Channel 1. They do the news show every single morning. We're going to have commercials. He got the whole school jazzed to, like, see our show. And a little bit uncommon. You know, we'd do the show that weekend, and the next the next Monday we'd come in, and people would be like, I went to see the show. It was awesome. Suddenly the theater people were it's like... like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? We're not, you know, we're not the jocks. Why are we, you know, why are we being paid attention to. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he would pull people into these productions who were not from the Thespian Society mm-hmm. or the music department. He'd go find them from wherever and 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 he'd awaken these passions, you know, yes. in the, in us and them and then also he was probably the most challenging teacher I had in that entire school system he didn't let me get away with anything and um, oh what is this so this was
1: he just did so much <gasps> promotional stuff for the you show did I was in doubt. doubt my senior year I played sister Aloysius, so that's what I'm talking about. and I assistant directed another revolutionary thing he did it was called bang bang you're dead and it oh was a play gosh. about a school shooting and he perf- he had us I didn't I was the assistant director I didn't perform but we performed it for the whole school and there was a talk back the principal from Columbine, actually came to Masco and gave a talk back after the show.
0: Wow. And
1: then they had one more performance. So they did three shows in one day. Like, these kids, okay, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Um, And did a talk back with the parents. Wow. Um, So I was oh. in doubt and assistant directing with him at the same time. We were just switching off. What a community days.
0: impact. That
1: like, just gives me chills, So you know? he started off with these innovative ideas and mm-hmm. bringing you guys out into the community and doing a devised piece about AIDS. And he finished. That was
0: unbelievable.
1: Still, trying to do work that made us think, that made us aware of what's Mm -hmm. going on around us. It's like, and I didn't learn about these techniques and how these are technical things that playwrights do. Like, Mm -hmm. like the Brechtian. What does this play actually mean about your life? Forget Mm -hmm. about the play. What does this mean about your life? Right. He was doing that, but he was not doing it in a. We are going to learn about the arts. No presumption. Yeah. No, he was just like. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and
0: actually, that's a better way to reach kids. To be honest, I think. Yeah. I, if I had, if I had been introduced, to, if I had been told I was doing some sort of Brechtian technique, I would have been like, okay, I'm doing some sort of like maybe in college I got really excited about those titles, notice, right? Yes. Now I'm now I'm doing some Brechtian things, but like in high school, I just wanted to know, like, yeah. I just wanted to get to the core of it, you know? And and he he would definitely have us going there, and I never I never grew out of that, and that's something that I think became um like with my career i never was satisfied with just being in a show for the for being in a show's mm-hmm. sake it had to have like some very important message that that was there to be instilled in our society to to ev- invoke some sort of effect some positive change in our human condition. Like that was, it was always dig deep, you know, and, and, and. Get into those Aristotelian
1: values.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So funny that you say that. I love that you said Aristotelian because Raven is doing um, home, you know, online schooling right now. So she was talking about Socrates today and, and the sophists. And um, she was saying that Socrates and the sophists uh, were against one another obviously but Socrates believed that, th- that there was only one perspective he believed that there was one perspective and the sophists were like no, like one thing can <laughs> no. happen but a whole bunch of people can see it differently and Socrates was like oh no that's not a thing <laughs> Like, but it's so funny like uh, that's so funny that you just brought that up because i was just thinking about the philosophers and the sophists and like how am, and then this this not to go into 50,000 different circles but i just ripped a piece of paper out of this journal speaking of journals and writing um this has to be a weird arts house piece i'm declaring it right now on this podcast you
1: can't take I, it back now
0: i'm not taking it back it's in <laughs> it's in writing hear that that's the writing so uh, the <laughs> So I wrote down this is ages ago when I was when I was the head of this theater department at, at a conservatory in Colorado Springs Thespis we have to do an amazing modern day depiction of the story of Thespis, which is you know where the word Thespian comes from. And Thespis was this guy. It was like everything was done in the Greek chorus, you know, back in the day it was that everything was reflective. The chorus talked about what happened and then they told the story of the person who went through the crisis and then all of a sudden Thespis was like, oh no, hell no, I'm gonna be the person. So he busted out of the chorus and was like, it is I! I am the person. I am acting. I am going through the journey. He caused such an outrage, like they wanted him dead. They were like, he's lying. <laughs> he's not that person. He's he's pretending like it was it and caused This is
1: why actors still are liars. <laughs> <laughs> so true inherently they are lying about who they are (laughs) that
0: is just untrue but it was like the whole society he shook society by making that choice you know and i was and and in that way like i want to take that that idea and that principle and i want to just sort of apply it to oh any aspect of life in this day and age you know just what about that Take a step out from what's, what the group is saying. Just break away and say, no, this is what I am. And really... Yeah, I'm, I'm creating my own story. I'm,
1: I'm that's living what you're my doing. own story. And yeah.
0: that's what you're doing with college right now. You're like, I'm going to create my own co trying. I'm going to create my I'm own... T- you know, and that's what we're doing right now. Oh, wow. We're segueing all kinds of amazing ways. That's what we're doing with the Weird Arts House in yeah. this community. Like, we're creating a safe haven for people with with a passion that mm-hmm. wish to express their point of views or their beliefs or their practices or their, their tendencies in an artistic way. Yeah. Um, that is That is just sort of for the purposes of healing the self and the community. And and, and and to be able to have conversations. And, and Argus is my dog. He will always be a part of every podcast. Every
1: podcast. He
0: also has a very, very strict passion for Sydney. It's, it's his time to be with her. It's actually time for us to sort of wrap this up. But I wanted to sort of cap off the episode obviously we're going to be getting some great creative things done because we just sat down and had that conversation i it flew by i i'm so happy that you could come and be our guest i am so
1: excited to be working with you my
0: gosh and like we're this is the foundation right now we're creating the foundation of the weird arts house if anything that we're talking about and saying resonates with you if you're if you're somebody that feels like you should be a part of this conversation sitting right here with us and 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 like contributing to the developmental process let us know We totally want to hear from you. I want to hear your story. Sydney wants to hear your story. This is We're in the the co-creation stages, and we want the community to be a part of it. Um, Speaking of the community being a part of it, I met Sydney because she works at the West Village Provisions here in Boxford, which, of course, I grew up going to that store. I used to walk there when I was a kid. Can't walk there anymore from where I lived in Main Street. Those cars go too fast, I'm telling you. But anyway, we used to (laughs) walk to the village store from Main Street and buy strawberry soda and then we would go across the street and go disrespect the cannons we would sit on those cannons of the memorial across the street you know (laughs) and we'd just sit there drinking our sodas i think cars would go by and be like get down there kid you shouldn't be up there and we'd be like hi up here with our starving sodas sydney works at that store where my husband is like the manager of the kitchen and the two of them have been sort of talking and 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 unfolding stories about agriculture and then all of a sudden Jeremy comes home one day and he's like, well, you know, Sydney's a theater major and she's got this thing going on at school and she would really like to maybe work with you on the Weird Arts House. And then it was like, bing, 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 all of these things I fell into place. I sent too many
1: Facebook messages. Oh, my God. And then a week later, but here we are.
0: Now you're at my house constantly. I'm like, Jeremy, Sydney's moving in with us. And I'll
1: take the loft.
0: That's great. And Argus was has got to figure out how to get into the loft. I know.
1: What
0: are you going to do? I wish you could see him. He's laying at her feet, and he's got his head up, and he's just gazing at her, just just wanting some love. And um, we all feel that way about Sydney. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for being here, for being our guest on this podcast. I love this one. I might listen to this one over and over again. I get very excited about our about our creative passion so um i hope you are too to our audience and our listeners and come back for the next one this isn't going to be the last podcast that sydney's a part of as a part of our creative team everyone stay safe stay healthy stay weird stay artistic and we'll see you again soon
1: bye bye